Hey everybody and welcome back on the Blockworks Macro YouTube channel. This is Alf speaking and this is the video, the weekly video version of my latest free article of the Macro Compass. The title of the article is Let's Not Be Stupid Macro Investors. And I want to share with you the three principles to avoid the most common mistakes that macro investors make. My mentor always said, Alf, rule number one as an investor is not to be stupid. And trust me, it's not an easy rule to respect. As a long-term or a tactical macro investor, there are emotional-driven biases that are threatening our performance every day. Recency bias, you, go, you become in love with the macro narrative, even if the price action is not validating it anymore, you miss-size your position, and so on and so forth. I learned all of this the hard way, managing money as a macro investor, so I also understood that respecting the three main principles is in most cases enough to avoid these very common mistakes. So before we jump into what these three principles are, I want to picture, I want, I want you to picture this. It's the first month that I'm running money as a junior portfolio manager, and I want to pitch a trade idea to my senior colleagues. And they go like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll pitch it, pitch it. So my adrenaline is running high. I go through every single piece of imaginable information and analysis necessary to back this trade. Finally, I have the pitch in writing. I send it over. And my mentor walks to my desk and goes like, Alpha, are you, are you stupid? And I'm like, oh, you don't like the trade, the rationale or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 that doesn't matter. But the trade has the wrong size and there was no stop loss. So we are not going to trade that. And that was my baptism to institutional macro investing and my first lesson on how to avoid the very common mistakes. By the way, I made many more uh, in my career. And let, let's talk about the three most common mistakes from a macro investor perspective and the, the three simple principles to avoid these mistakes. So the, the first one, a very common one, is don't put all your eggs in one macro basket. Let me try to explain. It's a bit more nuanced than it seems. We all know about the power of diversification. Many decades ago, Ray Dalio explained that the holy grail for a long-term investor is to find return additive, but not highly correlated assets to add to your portfolio. In my experience, it's really a bit more complicated than that. To understand what I mean, let's have a look at my quadrant asset allocation model at the Macro Compass. It's pointing today to quadrant four. And quadrant four is the most defensive quadrant of them all. And we might be towards a transition um, to quadrant one, but right now we're still sitting in quadrant four. Now, if you take it at face value, you'd be 100% in dollar cash in that quadrant. And that would not be a very smart decision from a macro investing perspective. And why? Because however sophisticated your models might be, you can never predict the future with 100% accuracy. Macro investors instead have to assess all potential future outcome in a probabilistic way. Now, let me make an example. Say the Fed really pivots. They cut rates by 300 basis points next year. And as a result, we transition towards quadrant one. And to position for that, you buy euro bond, dollar bonds, US tech stocks, growth stocks, Bitcoin, the whole bunch. This is not the macro diversified portfolio at all. You're basically assigning a 100% probability to your macro base case, which will be a Fed uh, cutting cycle, and you're getting no exposure to other macro factors. Say growth surprises on the upside, you're completely uncovered for that, and that's wrong. So don't put all your eggs in one macro base case scenario basket. Instead, try to think in probabilistic terms. Try to think like, what if my base case doesn't realize and I'm wrong? Can I add a position to my book that would benefit 
from that uh, from that other scenario realizing. That's a very common mistake. People think they can predict the future with 100% probability and they go all in on one macro base case scenario. The second is, as my mentor used to say, Alf, are you sure you are running five or 10 positions or is it just, just really one in your book? Let me make an example again. Around March this year, one of my top hedge fund clients reached out to discuss the portfolio that he was running ahead of Q2 starting in April. And his book could be summarized by something along these lines. It was long the Brazilian real against the dollar. It was long a basket of industrial commodities, copper and so on and so forth. It was long natural gas futures. It was short bonds. And he was running some exotic trades in equity uh, derivatives. Well, when I looked at this book, I ran some analysis and then I told him that he was basically running one trade and that's very dangerous. So if you see this chart that I put up there, you can see like throughout the year, for example, having the Brazilian real or copper as a position in the book was essentially the very same thing. The correlation was anything below uh, 0.6, 0.7 for uh, quite a long period of time because effectively it was one macro narrative that drove both the price action in Brazil and the price action in commodities. Now, his macro narrative behind this book was actually very good with hindsight, brilliantly prescient. He thought that inflation was going to massively surprise on the upside, that commodities were going to contribute to this inflationary spike and were going to benefit from it together with commodity exporters like Brazil, and that the Fed, as a result, was going to be forced to raise rates to 5% to fight inflation. Wow, incredible call. That was, remember, March last year where he said that. The problem was that he basically ran four positions that were all the same expression of the same macro theme. And if you look at that chart that I, that I talked about before, you had quite a dramatic drawdown between June and July when actually commodities took a hit, growth didn't turn out to be very okay, China continued to be closed, et cetera, et cetera. And as he was running four positions behind one very macro theme, he got smashed out. He got stopped out. He lost a lot of money. And one way to avoid this mistake is to ask yourself, how much and to what macro risk factors are you exposed to? If your answer is all the trades that you have in your book, all the trades that you have in your portfolio are going up or down, if one event happens, then you should probably reassess your exposure. Because the, the most, the best way to get diversification in your book is to get exposure to different macro risk factors. And having 10 positions in your book doesn't guarantee that because they might all be different expressions of the same macro theme. So pay attention to that. The third uh, uh, very strong principle is do not proxy trade. Now, let's say you run your macro models, you assess the probabilities ahead, you looked at different asset classes, you found pretty good risk-reward investments, and you are exposed nicely to different macro factors. Let's say you're looking to implement positions and you're like, okay, I need a position where I'm short crude oil as part of my book. You go ahead and instead of shorting crude oil, you short the XLE ETF, the energy ETF in the US. Because, you know, it's a proxy for short oil. It's easy to borrow these ETF shares. I'm going to short those. And then look at what happened in the chart. The orange line is the crude oil future. The blue line is the XLE ETF. And throughout the year, the correlation between the two was very high. Anything around 0 0.75, 0 0.80. Very high correlation as it should be, right? One, it's an energy ETF. The other is crude oil. What happened in November, though, 
is that the XLE ETF that, remember, you shorted actually went up by 1%, but crude oil, the thing you really wanted to short, actually dropped by 8%. So your macro view was right. Crude oil dropped 8%, but you ended up getting exposure to your macro risk factor, shorting crude oil, via a proxy. You shorted XLE. And as the correlation broke down, you literally lost money on a good macro view because you proxy invested. And another great example of the danger of proxy investing is the pain that many people who called the massive 2022 inflationary spike, they had to suffer this pain as they managed to get a big call right and still lose money. And I think this meme here explains a long way what I mean. People called for inflation at 7%. I saw it. And, you know, when I asked them what did they do about it, they bought gold and they bought Bitcoin and ended up suffering because the implementation of their macro view, which was right, ended up not being correct because they chose a proxy to implement. So as my mentor used to say, don't be stupid, Alf, don't proxy trade. Summarizing, guys, there are three common mistakes and therefore three principles that you can follow to try and avoid these stupid mistakes that's avoiding those already sets us up on a decent path to be a successful macro investor. Those are don't put all your eggs in one macro basket. Try to get exposure to, to trades and to investment ideas that benefit from um, macro, macro cases that are not your base case. You cannot predict the future with 100% accuracy. Don't put all your eggs in one macro basket. Second, ask yourself, even if you're running 10 different trades, are you really exposed to different macro risk factors or is it always the same? Because having 10 trades does not guarantee macro diversification. You should try to get exposure to different macro risk factors. And when you find these macro risk factors you want to get exposure to, third rule, do not proxy invest. Say you want to be long bonds, be long bonds. Don't buy utility stocks or dividend stocks because they're a proxy for bonds. Those proxy trading, as I've shown before, can be pretty dangerous. Now, this was it for today, guys. I wanted to share with you the common principles, the best principle that I learned to avoid the three most common mistakes as a macro investor. I made them myself throughout my career. So I wanted to share this with you. A quick reminder that from January 1st, getting access to the Macro Compass content will require a paid subscription. So if you are a loyal reader or listener on the YouTube channel and you want to get in, you have one last chance to get in with the early bird discount. Until December the 10th, so we're talking about a few days left, you can get access to the TMC content, the Macro Compass content for the entire 2023 by paying only nine months instead of 12. From December 11, no early discounts anymore. Full prices will be applicable. The service starts in January 1st, but if you get in now, you'll actually get to pay only nine months instead of 12 for the entire 2023. There are different subscription tiers. You can find the link below in the video description. And also you can find out there the discount code that you should use to get access to this um, early bird discount. Talk to you next week.